Is this law completely draining your happiness? Let's find out on this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Do you ever feel like you were made for more and you just don't know what this looks like yet? My name is Jordan Ulrich and I've made it my mission to help people just like you align with your inner genius, lead a fulfilling life on your terms and facilitate true transformation from the inside out. Authentic Success is here to challenge you, inspire you, and bring you actionable strategies for stepping into the highest version of yourself from some of the world's greatest minds. You were put here with a unique purpose. It's time that we discover it and bring it to life. This is the Authentic Success Podcast. Time freedom, location freedom, passive income, and the ability to turn what you love into what you do with an online course or coaching program, it's not too good to be true. And this was a journey that started for me years ago in which I'm laying you the entire roadmap in the upcoming Thrive Accelerator three-day workshop series. It'd be an honor to see you there. You can go to jordanulrich.com forward slash accelerator to grab a free spot. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever received something or accomplished something or or purchased something new? Maybe it was a new car, something along those lines. And then right away, you were like, wow, this is amazing. This is so great. And then as time went on, you kind of started to take it for granted. And then it was like just a part of your life. And then a year goes by and you don't even think about it, right? It's just like, yeah, of course, this thing's here. Well, let's talk about why this happens. So this really boils down to something called the law of familiarity. And if you find yourself unhappy or dissatisfied on a day-to-day basis, I could almost guarantee you that this is the one universal law that is leading to this sense of dissatisfaction. Now, I will tell you on the forefront that I have been someone who has succumbed to this many 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 times the law of the uh, the law of familiarity basically goes like this the more time you spend around something longer you have something or someone or some circumstance in your in your life the more likely you become and the easier it becomes to take it for granted right so the more time we spend with something the easier it becomes for us to just kind of, you know, shrug it off as like, yeah, it's just part of my life. Let's take the easiest example would be a new car. Okay, so you buy a new car and it has that new car smell and you stare at it in the driveway. (laughs) Uh, Late at night, you stare at it in the driveway and you're like, I can't believe this is mine. And you go to the grocery store twice a day just so you can drive it and you pick all your friends up in it and you want people to borrow it because you're so proud of it and all these things. And then... You promise yourself, I'm going to keep this car so clean, it's never going to get a speck on it. Then what happens, maybe it gets its first scratch. Or maybe you spill something in it for the first time and you freak out and you lose your mind. And then a couple of weeks goes by and, and yeah, you, you know, it's still kind of it's a nice car smell. It's still exciting. But then six months goes by and you don't stare at it in the driveway anymore. You don't randomly pick your friends up in it just to take them for a drive it's just your car it's your means of transportation and all of a sudden you know what maybe there's another car maybe a year later there's a oh i would love to have this this car would make me so happy and then maybe you get that car you do a trade in you trade up right you you pay out your old one and now you've got the new car and the whole cycle starts all over again well 
what happens is that the car itself didn't become any less special, right? It's just your perception of the car went from like, holy, this is the most amazing thing in the world to, oh man, this is not that exciting anymore. It's just a car, right? And it doesn't mean that the car isn't still special. You just have to take time to appreciate it. You have to take time to make it special. Now, the other term for the law of familiarity is something called hedonic adaptation, right? Hedonic adaptation is, is you know, an interchangeable term with the law of familiarity. And it's basically, you know, it's, it's chasing the theory, uh, sorry, chasing the carrot on the stick, right? Chasing the carrot on the stick, chasing the next thing that you really, really want to make you happy, right? And the problem with this is looking outside of you for things to make you happy because they never do, right? Maybe in the, t- in the temporary, right? In the short term, they will, uh, they, they, they won't, you know, they'll bring a rush of excitement and there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with, having the rush of excitement from new things. I'm not telling you, and we're going to talk about this in a moment. I'm not, don't get this confused with the idea of like never wanting anything new and like only settling for what you have. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, Hedonic adaptation, also known as the hedonic treadmill, right? It's, it's a concept uh, that originated in positive psychology and it basically just refers to people's general tendency to return to a basic, a set level of happiness, right? Despite what's going on around them in their life. So how do we start to counteract this, you know, the law of familiarity and this this hedonic treadmill, you know, always chasing the next thing, always chasing the next thing? Well, the first step is, as we just said, stop looking for things to make you happy, right? They've shown both lottery winners and people that lose their limbs. Uh, within about a year, they're right back to the same level of happiness that they were at before. So if you live in a state of dissatisfaction and you're waiting for something outside of you, you think, oh, this vacation, as soon as I get a vacation, it's going to be amazing. As soon as I get this car, as soon as, you know, I find this partner, oh, I'm going to be so happy, all these things. Well, the odds are that yes, maybe temporarily, but you have what we call like a uh, happiness thermostat, right? So your happiness thermostat is basically that level of happiness that you let yourself live at on a day-to-day basis. And this would be a whole other episodes. Actually, this would be 10 episodes in and of itself. So we're not going to go all the way over there right now. But the second thing is just being grateful, right? And people are like, oh, being grateful. Yeah, I tried that. It doesn't really work. It's like, well, I wish that you tried out because being grateful puts you in a frequency of appreciation, right? And when you're grateful, you're showing that you can handle what you already have, which makes you just a magnet for more things. But if you look at the things in your life, and there's a great saying that says everything, you know, what we appreciate appreciates, right? When you buy a house and it starts going up, you know, from a monetary perspective, we would say that it's appreciating in value, right? So, you could look at that same car that you might have got, even if you don't like your car right now, like even if it's a total beater, challenge yourself to like take out a pen and piece of paper and write down all the things that it does properly, right? Like, like maybe the brakes work. Um, maybe it has four wheel drive. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe it only breaks down once a week, not, not every day. (laughs) Um, and as you start to focus on, you know, the things that you have, like, it's easy to have what you want when you want what you have. And then you realize that like, whoa, I don't need the next thing to make me happy. 
Now let's talk about confusing this with uh, wanting more things and wanting things to get better. I don't want you to confuse this idea of you know working with a law of familiarity or, or understanding hedonic adaptation. I don't want you to think that I'm telling you to stop wanting things. In fact, as humans, we are designed to grow. It's a reason why things don't bring us lasting happiness is because we are designed to grow and expand all the time. There's somebody out there right now that has a Honda Accord that has like maybe 400,000 kilometers. I don't know if they make it that long. Maybe they do on it. And it's a total beater and they feel guilty for wanting a new car. They're like, I should just, I should just settle for the one that I have. And there's people out there that have eight Lamborghinis and they are happy with those eight Lamborghinis and they can't wait to get the ninth one. And there's nothing wrong with either of those, but understand that I'm not telling you not to want new things right? There's nothing wrong with wanting new things or wanting things to be better, but want them for the right reason. If you're wanting things to try to fill some sort of a void and you feel like you can't be happy until you have the thing, that is not the right reason for wanting things. But if you're totally grateful for your life and you're totally excited about your life and you do take time to appreciate all that you have and you desire more, go for it. Like there's nothing wrong with that, right? If you have a Tesla uh, SUV, but you also want a Tesla sedan, but you love your Tesla SUV. You just, you want the sedan too. It's like, go ahead and get the sedan, (laughs) right? If you have a really nice home and then you're like, I want to get a vacation home. It's like, get five vacation homes, right? But don't do, don't want them because you feel like you can't be happy and fulfilled until you have them, right? Because it's like, those aren't, those things aren't going to bring you happiness, but they're not designed to bring you happiness, right? They're just designed to bring you options and freedom and all this stuff. So uh, the other place we could look at this is money. And this is an area where I used to block myself. Like, let me tell you, the cycle would be like money would come in. I'd feel almost guilty for having it. So I'd, I'd block the idea of having more But then I'd also be scared of looking at my bank account and I'd feel guilty for not being more grateful for the money that was there. And so then I would spend all the money as quickly as possible. And then I'd be in this like frantic state of despair being like, oh my God, I need more money. Uh, And then that money would come in and the whole cycle would start over again. Or I'd have a certain number in my bank account. I'd be like, oh wow, I've hit my maximum. I actually can't have more than this. Um, But again, I I was wanting money for the wrong reason right? And you can appreciate what you have and want more and not really feel guilty about it in any way, shape or form. And that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I think that people feel so guilty for wanting more things. It's like, no, just appreciate the things that you have, right? Don't let um, the need for more things, like be the thief of your happiness, like be happy wherever you are right now and desire more. There's nothing wrong with it, right? And look at where this law of familiarity is playing out in your relationships. Where is it playing out in your personal life, your professional life? I know people that have millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions. And they're really happy. Like they honestly don't think about money very often and they just enjoy their life. Like they just, yeah, they don't feel bad about the fact that they golf or whatever three days a week. It's no big deal. And I know people that have millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and they're not very happy people so it's not the money's fault right because money's a neutral energy it's just like it's just one person's like wow i love what i have and i love what it lets me do and i'm totally open to more and the other person's like i can't be happy until the next thing i can't be happy can't be happy till that can't be happy till that need to get away right 
And that is deeper inner work, of course, right? But anyways, I just wanted to make you conscious of this law because I think that it is a law that's governing, you know, a lot of people without them really realizing it. And if you just, you know, took it on to yourself to walk around your house for 20 minutes and look at all the things that at one time you wanted them so bad and then you just don't even think about them anymore, right? I parked my truck in the driveway the other night and I was like, wow. I looked at it with the same level of appreciation as the day that I purchased it. It's like, wow, I love this thing. Like, I love this truck. Saying every time I get in it, like, wow, thank you for starting again. I mean, I hope it starts with no problem. It has like less than 50,000K on it. So <laughs> hope that's not an issue anytime soon. But just looking at it, I'd be like, wow, thank you. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And what you appreciate, appreciates. And that's what we're talking about in the next episode. But I just want to thank you for joining me today on the Authentic Success Podcast. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. If you've made it this far, it means you are not a dabbler and that you are someone who's truly committed to making a lasting change. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating, comment, or review as it helps me bring this message to more people that need it. If you want to go a step further, this is an invitation to grab a free copy of my book, Authentic Success, at jordanolrich.com forward slash success. Keep your energy up, keep moving forward even when it's scary, and I'll see you on the next episode.